Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep? You're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's Superdoll, our superhero serial series, selling seashells by the seashore. Just the first part. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We'll do the rest. The podcast is going to create a safe place where you can set aside any stuff that's running through your brain like a gerbil on a wheel running to wherever gerbils think they're running to. What, where, I mean, it's just a, where the hell do they think they're going anyway? Uh, were they, like, instinctually, maybe just anxious, maybe we should, if you if they're not going somewhere, you know, should we, I don't know, do they run that much in the wild? Why, are these studies, have these studies been done? Gerbil abusers? I did have a gerbil boat when I was a young, young lad for a very short time. Tragic, tragic. Tragic story on many levels, but we don't have time for that. We'll get to it one day, the gerbil tale. If my brother had a gerbil too, it only had half a tail. A gerbil tail. Uh, so yeah, as you do, the, whatever. If your brain's racing like a gerbil on a wheel, was my point. We're going to distract you from that. I'm going to tell you a story. It's going to go on and on. I'm going to try to keep it as a level and indirect as possible um, and not get to many points, but, you know, make it enough interesting enough you listen and that slowly slips away, and you slip away from consciousness into dreamland. Next thing you know, you wake up rested or relatively well-rested, more rested than normal. That's the goal here, help you fall asleep. If it's your first time here, welcome. All I can say is give the podcast a try. If you made it this far through my nonsense about the dribbles, you obviously might, maybe you share my sense of humor or interest in gerbil wheel, you know, why, questions, you know, about big questions about life, like gerbils, gerbil and wheel related questions. So, you know, give it a shot, see if it helps you fall asleep. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. And if you want Superdoll, it's www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Superdoll. Let me reach us by commenting on the website, feedback. At sleepwithmepodcast.com is the email. Uh, Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. Try to post uh, sleep-related articles on Twitter. I can. It's a good spot to chit-chat. Facebook, I try to post uh, bloopers on Facebook. I have a couple bloopers up. More to come because I'm always blooping, you know. Bloops. <laughs> Blooping sounds like uh, something you should just do in the bathroom and not talk about on a podcast. Uh, well, that's distracting. But that's it, Facebook. And then you can get a hold of us on snail mail. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You can reach us on snail mail at Sleep With Me Podcast, P.O. Box 1751, Alameda, California, 94501. And if you didn't hear the last podcast episode, I'm telling you right now, with snail mail, Operation Snail Mail is in full effect. And by Operation Snail Mail, I mean something just as dull as the podcast, but in real life. You can send me a self-addressed, a self-addressed stamped envelope. That'll be at www.podcast. If you need any of this stuff, you know you don't need to write it down. Just go to 
www.supermoviepodcast.com slash S-A-S-E. S-A-S-E. You send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I will send you back three about pages from a yellow legal pad or a notebook that I used to outline the shows. And you'll own a part of the show. Essentially, you'll own three pieces of paper with ink on them. Yellow. Most of the paper is yellow. Not the cut, not yellowed, but yellow legal pad paper. And my hand ring's illegible. But you'll be recycling. You'll help me. You'll be like, you know, that show uh, clutter, Hoarders. This is like a declutterer. You're helping me declutter my life. Hopefully I'll actually digitize the stuff before I send it to you so I have a copy of it. But you'll be like a, it'll be like a archive. You'll be participating in something your grandparents used to do, for those of you that are youth, or, you know, selfish or stamped envelope. Your grandma will, oh, I remember when I sent that to Bobby Darren, and I said, oh, Bobby, send me a picture and a, a proposal to marry me, and he didn't, and then he took, it took four months for him to get back to me. I mean, it cost two stamps I was waiting for, and then I came, and it was a beautiful picture of Bobby Darren. I was so pleased. I'm not going to send you a picture, but it's also not going to take whatever it took the grandma thing four months. I'm going to send you three pieces of paper. And yeah, you don't have to participate. Probably, I mean, most sane people probably wouldn't, but I looked up on the internet. Stamps are only like 50 cents. I thought they, I was thinking they might even be a dollar. So it costs you a dollar. I think they're 47 cents. Plus you got the envelopes. So you got a little bit of investment cost. You got to, you know, Put out some effort, which that's not something I'm big on. But it'll be, I figure it'd be fun. Let's give these post office people something to friggin' do. According to the, you know, the people in Congress or whatever, these people are just sitting around smoking cigarettes. You know, this is, I know people at the post office work hard. I'm just being like a straw man argument. Anyway, that's the self-addressed something. I can't even self-address stamped envelope thing. I'll be repeating it. So don't worry about it. But sleepingpodcast.com slash S-A-S-E. Uh, that's it on that. Our podcast theme, the music you hear at the beginning of the show is by uh, Posty, I'm going to call him. I was calling him Chrissy Poo. And it turns out he likes that nickname. He said he liked it. And I don't know, Canadians, I guess he's so nice. He's a Canadian. He doesn't realize that, you know, that's a bad. If you like it, you know, you're supposed to hate your nickname. So I'm thinking Posty. Posty is his new nickname, but he was probably going to like that too because he's got a great disposition. He does the podcast theme. His name's Chris. He's got a podcast. Sounds like an earful. At soundslikeanearful.com. And you want to talk about an earful? I just had it in my ears earlier today. A bonus episode of his that came out um, within the last week. And Chris, it's interesting. I, I don't know all of Chris's mythology. So I'm interested in who this dad person is. He talks to this woman or a girl. He calls her dad. I think her name is also Colleen. And they had a great, he was singing her a song or singing a song about her. Check it out. Sounds like an earful.com. That's a mystery we'll uncover. And that's from Posty. And I'm thinking about cereal. Post. We'll call him. I don't know if Posty's quite good enough for Chrissy Pooh might be better. But just this episode will be posty. Podcast. This podcast also is a lord and a lady. I know. 
You believe it? How lucky are you to stumble on a podcast with an actual lord and lady? Lord Jonathan and Lady Shannon rule this podcast. With at times an iron fist, sometimes a chicken beak-like precision, and other times like a generous hand of kindness. So that, that's who's running the podcast. Thank you. So I want to say some thank yous. I want to say thank you to George, who was having some iTunes issues. George commented on the website. Thanks, George. Paula commented on the website. I don't think I thanked you yet, Paula. She really liked the Cayenne episode. And the Cayenne episode was actually really hard for me. I don't think, so I'm glad Paula liked it because I was like depressed after it. So that that's, thank you, Paula. Brent uh, commented on the website. He's from, he works over at WFIAM 640 in uh, the uh, Los Angeles area, I think. He says a bunch of people at work are listening to the podcast. It looks like they, I don't know if they talked about the podcast on air, but they had a link to our podcast on the website. So thank you. If I could get any more details, Brent or anybody else from K-Fame, that's how I'm pronouncing it. Great name for a radio station, by the way. If you're in the Los Angeles, Orange County area, check out K-Fame. 640 on your dial. Kids that listen, if you don't know what snail mail is, you're probably not going to know what a dial is, but it's that friggin' thing in your radio that something's... uh, It's how you get to the AM stations. Okay, check it out. You know, let's just get super retro here. Let's listen to K-Fame and mail each other crap. That's Brent. I want to thank Julie, who said some nice stuff over at Facebook. Uh, thank you, Julie. Very nice things to say. And now, guys, this is how this podcast, you know, I thought having a lord and a lady was great. And then having a ninja... Like somebody offered to be the podcast ninja assassin was cool. It turns out Twitter, I run across this guy. Nick Van Cor Phenom 3 is a fan of the podcast. Now, what does Nick Van Cor Phenom 3 sound like? Sounds like a wrestling name, right? Because Nick looks like he's a wrestler. So uh, I didn't talk about Nick ahead of time. Uh, I, you know, I said thank you. He had some nice things. He says he listens to the podcast. And we're going to have to dig deep on this thing, this wrestling thing. I haven't even told Nick to point Nick to the Wendy Marshstrap wrestling episode, but I will. But Nick, uh, I'm putting this out there. I was thinking, you know, you're a wrestler. You seem like you're tough. You like the podcast. We have a lord and lady on the podcast. And the thing with them that I love about having kings and queens and lords and ladies is defenestration, defenestration, like... That if you don't like them, you just throw them out the window. But we're not we're not a pro regicide podcast here, or poor pro uh, oligarch aside or whatever. We're not into that. But just in case, and I think when Nick becomes real famous, maybe one of the things he could be when they're listing it. Well, so well, so well, the better, you know, the baddest boy. The Mich- he's a Michigan State fan, you know, the Spartan of the Spartans or whatever. Michigan State Spartans, I think. But I wonder if Nick would accept the role as official defenestrator, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. The defenestrator. Nick, the defenestrator, Van Cor Phenom 3. No, it doesn't fit in there. Nick Van Cor. I know it would be like, it would be better at before the Nick Van Cor Phenom 3. You know, blah, blah, blah. Just in his intro. It would be more, it would be a nickname to us. 
but to the wrestling world, it'd just be a part of like Nick's big introduction. So let me know on that, Nick. Thank you for saying hi. And Nick's also from another planet, which is cool. Planet Vegeta, Vegeta, Vegeta something, warrior planet. Didn't know anything about it. Looking forward. I'm an, and I'm not even kidding or making light of this. I'm like really interested in this. Uh, so we're gonna dig deep on this, Nick. Nick Van Corfina, I'm three. I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to have, you know, Lord and Lady. You know, he could protect you. But if you, you know, if your iron fist comes down on me or your, you know, your chicken, uh, you know, chicken magnate, they're chicken magnates, the Lord and Lady, uh, you know, whatever. We, we were I'm way over time here. But congratulations. Thank you, everybody that said hi. Uh, iTunes is still having trouble with her stuff, so if you're having trouble with iTunes updating the podcast, let me know if you're hearing this. If you send me a review, let's not panic yet. Let's just sit tight. I'm sure the reviews are coming. If you haven't sent me a review, and you can on iTunes, it'd be great. Uh, review and rate us there. And that's it. Let's move on to the show. All right, so we're back with another episode of Superdoll, the, our superhero tale. If you're new here, it's a tale about the superheroes that were waiting around for... Well, I'll let you in the action voice introduce. It was like a team of superheroes. Their job was to wait in a base and defend Earth against, like, outside forces. You know, they weren't meddling in normal, everyday human affairs. Then this guy, Carbon Man, shows up from, like, 1950, somehow zapped into our time. I'm assuming our time, but there's complicated stuff. You know, you don't want to... Let's not dig too deep here. But uh, these superheroes, they seem good. They seem cool. And there's some stuff happened when this carbon man came. They gave him a quarantine. A bunch of, you know, talk, a lot of talking, you know, philosophy. We waded into philosophy, religion, pseudoscience, pseudo-religion, pseudo-philosophy, quasi-everything, quasi, and no quasi-modo, but quasi-all the other stuff that I already mentioned. No politics. But uh, the rest of the, you know, rest of the uh, fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh rails of uh, whatever. But so then to catch you up, that stuff went on. And then they decided uh, to help Carbon Man track down some bunker or something. And they got out of the base. And now the government was out to get them or something. The government's called the C- oh, NAG, N-N-A-G. That's like the U.N. or some. Or, I don't know, maybe the U.S. government folded at some point. Who knows? But so the superheroes, they split up. I think, like, one team is heroes, who was uh, Flex, Nine, and uh, Mesmaro. They went to uh, help out some refugees. That was last week. Stuff didn't go so hot. Uh, Ebola, trouble with Ebola, which is a horrible, horrible disease. And uh, refugee, I mean, just being a refugee is rough too. Not taking away anything from refugees, but they're trying to help. They end up not helping too, too. They did help because people got food and water, whatever. Then uh, Flex, this guy Flex, one of our heroes, went missing. And then let's check. What we're going to do this episode is check in with the other heroes. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. So that's it. That's uh, in, a, in a nutshell. Action voice, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, action voice is going to take it. Somewhere on Earth, teammate, superheroes awaits. They wait for Earth's greatest hour of need. They wait for a time when only they can protect Earth. 
from outside force that they will rise up to and stop from messing with Earth or whatever. Our heroes await that moment in time when their special superpowers can only or uniquely save Earth from something that threatens it. Earth's people know that these heroes wait to protect them, and they sleep soundly at night because of it. And that is part of our tale, but it's mostly a tale of them waiting around to save us and protect us, and that is Superdoll. Great job, Action Voice. Thank you. You like the uh, mix it up? Yeah, glad we uh, made you know made up. Yeah, so am I. It's much more comfortable working in this small room that we're made up. Let's get on to the show. I I think I've made my point clear, perfectly clear. We just disable his powers. We just the reason we have the huge supply of that what's that stuff? Novocaine. We just inject his arms and his legs with Novocaine. And he can fly with us with the Omaha. How do, what are you going to have? Bugs fly us? Yes, uh, bugs will uh, carry us. Uh, there will be microscopy. Don't worry, it won't be strange at all. You'll have millions of bugs flying you. But their mind will be melted with mine. You will not notice that. Don't worry. Yeah, so he'll just, he'll just have bugs fly him instead of his powers. He doesn't need his powers. Um... Carbon Man here. Uh, I why 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 stop my powers? What if we encounter something? Uh, you you you're missing half your team. Oh, Carbon Man, we don't we don't need you. You're not part of you're not part of our team. No offense, I'm not trying to be hurtful, but we don't need you as part of this debate. I have a much better plan for dealing with a Carbon Man, and I've uh, sketched it out here in my mind. So let me see if I could communicate it because I think he's right. We could use his powers. Now, uh, I think electric concern is good. I do not trust this man. As much as I uh, I respect him, he has power. He may be a hero. He may not. Well, why should I trust him? Uh, you know, he could be our enemy. So I'm thinking I, I have two options. Both are beautifully uh, sensible. One is uh, we strike him with a critical injury that he will, that's slow, so that he's... Uh, Probably like some internal bleeding, you know, like punch him or hit him, and but it's slow. We could do, we could figure that out somehow, and then we'll get him medical attention when our mission is done. Now that one is, uh, you know, a little bit uh, with no doctors here, so uh, risky. But what is not risky? And as a as a uh, master of the animal kingdom, I know that a lot of our animal friends they have. Uh, venom or poisoned and there's also antidote and I know this is a well we just give him now we give him I figure I give him I already mixed it together it's four different poisons we got a snake poison in there spider poison hey uh, believe it or not you would not believe it I have this poison just from a uh, from a um, this uh, this uh, this uh, thing in the uh, Peruv- Peruvian jungles that has not been discovered yet, only I know about it. And, of course, the animal itself is kind of like a skink, but poisonous. Poisonous skink, we'll say. Very, very venomous. Terrible, terrible pain, the poison it would give you. 
and then another poison which I will not tell you what it is from mammalian or lizard or bird. You know, that's poisonous birds I know about. Not, not, you might not know about carbon. So we give him the poison. I know these poisons act slow. I also, uh, we, we could uh, do, you know, when they put on there, you take one of the uh, headache medicine, they have the, the coating for the older people. It makes it uh, digest slower. We'll put some of that on there. And then I give them the antidote when we get back. Or I won't keep it on me, Carver, man, because I'm no fool. I will have it safely hidden away. And that will be it. And then when we're done, if he kill us, three of us, he'll no get the antidote, he die. Carver, man, you clear on that? Uh, you, you, you're, you're bluffing, right? This is... Uh, wow. You're going to give me... Po you're going to poison me or critically injure me? I'm a hero, just like the three of you, and I'm trying to save my world, which is your world, and you guys are wasting time with this. We could just be flying out there right now. I I, I could be flying under my own power. I don't have any interest in flying via insect or whatever you're talking about. And what what is it? I, I don't understand. I don't understand, and, and just in case, we need our powers. Uh, he's right about the powers, uh... I agree with that, so uh, I think he should keep his powers. I think it's just simple, Electra. Omaha, I like your plan in general, but it's been in about 40 different movies that we've seen, so give me a, you know, oh, James, you know, it never works in the James Bond movies. Mr. Bond, Wait, oh, it's all, what is it with your Eastern Europeans? And I'm not these, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, let's not get offensive here, okay? Okay, but whatever, it never works. And uh, what if he, you know, you don't even know. What if he has an allergic reaction right away uh, to your skink juice or whatever the heck it is. But this plan's simple. He flies in front. One or two of us fly him back. We kill, we kill, we kill him. If he steps out of line, one of us is always behind him out of his vision. We take him out with some secret agreed-upon method with our powers or not powers, carbon man. We could just use some sort of deadly uh, something else. I don't know. Maybe a dart tipped with poison that has no antidote. Okay, okay, Electra. Uh, I am um, okay. I actually like that plan. So that's what we'll do. That, that makes perfect sense. Just have someone fly him back, carbon man. We will allow you to fly with us, and you can have your powers. That makes sense if we do. We, we could use you. You may be a hero. There's a, I figure there's a 51% chance you're a hero. I mean, you seem to be proving yourself. So, you know what? I give you 81%. But, yeah, someone will be always will take turns flying behind you. Also, Omaha will put bugs in your eye. So, while we kill you, you won't be able to see it anyway. So, that's it. Let's uh, get rolling. I'm not sure about this whole insect uh, flying business, but... Uh, Let's do it. Let's fly. Where are we going again? The Nevada desert. Uh, Carmen, you, can you? Did you? Uh, uh, yeah. Don't worry. It's it's right around here on the map. Right around there. Yeah, in this in this Nevada proving ground, where they the the, the the you know that desert terminates area there. Okay. Uh, have you? They have maps in the fifties, right? You're not a. You have any idea how huge? That area is. Yeah, it's pretty big, but we'll be flying over it. We'll be able to see. Do you have uh, super sight? 
Uh, no, I've I've twenty twenty vision though, so don't worry about it. Yeah, but uh, how are we gonna spot this bunker underground bunker flying around without super sight? Or do you have a infrared vision or ultrasound vision or anything? No, my vision's twenty twenty normal. Uh, wait. Don't worry. There's a there's um. Don't worry. I, I've got a plan to find it. Well, yeah, I'd like to know the plan. Uh, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt the arguing, but uh, I should mention I poisoned the Godwin man already. So uh, the whole thing about I guess we could, I'll take the antidote and we could just stay behind them anyway. Oh, why why did you poison him? Well, because I don't. Well, one I don't really. Well, he's okay. I mean, you yeah, it's good, but. Just in case, you know, I I know you worry with a, you're lecturer. You're such a leader. You try to do. Sometimes you need somebody to take charge and break your rule and go against your plan. And even if it's not count, even if it's counterproductive, but this is not okay. I have the antidote. I bring it with me. I have two. I'll tell you what. I have three vials of it. I give everyone one. And then Cobra Man still someone in the back. He has to fight all, well, maybe, oh, how about this? I bring three vitals, only one has the antidote. Ha! And then I have a backup at the base there. So, yeah, okay, let's let's go. Let's not worry about this map thing. Let's, we need the, the swarm of insects is outside to carry you all. And let us go. We will ride the insects to Nevada. And it's not very far since, okay, so let's do it. Okay, this is the uh, narrator here. We're just bouncing ahead. That was what that swish sound made. I don't think I used it before as a transitional uh, tool. But yeah, so we're uh, let's let's just let's pick up where they they have whatever wherever they are. Uh, these how much longer are we have to fly for? Because these insects, like uh, I I can feel like I can feel them crawling on me. They're not crawling on you. They're just propelling you. And don't, don't, don't. They're not crawling. They're stable. There's just billions and billions of insects all helping you propel. And these are non-human. They don't, they're doing my bidding. Just calm down, Electra. These are the most passive insects. As soon as we land and find out where we're going, then the insects will be gone. Don't worry. Okay, okay, I think... Yeah, okay, I'm making one. I'm making peace with the insects. Uh, I'm detecting some nervousness, though, from you boys. Uh, yeah, because uh, this stupid rhyme that we're supposed to go by, uh, Carbon Man, we, I don't, we've uh, circled these uh, areas three or four times. Well, okay, it's Mountains 3 and a Rocky B. Okay, yeah, we, uh... uh Oh boy! And how come we don't? How big is the bee? Uh, big enough, big enough to see it. Oh man! Uh, well, we're almost area fifty-one, and that whole whole shebang. And then I don't know what we should do. Um, hmm. You know what? I got an idea. A rocky bee. You know that's kind of thing. People like. That would be interested in UFOs in Area 51 would be aware of. You could see the Rocky Bee from the sky, right, Carbon Man? Uh, yeah, you can definitely see it from the sky because you're supposed to fly into the base. You see the bee, and you go into the top of the bee. 
and it's some sort of rock formation that's not going to be disturbed by sand or anything. I don't know. There's probably some superpower protection on it, too. So it's got to be here. Okay, I got a plan. See uh, down there, that town. Everybody, we're, bring the, have the bugs bring us down to that town. Uh, wh- why? Why, why? Why are we going near people? Well, because uh, we, 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 Blake thinks we need to, uh, well, we need to uh, ask for directions. Ask, what kind of, ma- you're, you're, <laughs> this is, uh, this is so funny. You're asking for directions? Uh, yeah, there's down there is this famous place called the Little Alien. Probably seen it. It's been on X Files and uh, a bunch of Travel Channel shows and stuff like that. It's a bar down there. It's right on the edge of Area Fifty One, which is where we'll go in. And I'll ask him. I'll ask around. And I look perfectly normal. I don't got a ridiculous suit on. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty stylish in these boots and this leather duster. And you idiots could just be surrounded by bugs. You'll be invisible. Omaha's done it before. Or she's used the bugs to, you know, just make her look like a bug-infested tree. Ah, uh, yes, you you will have to. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, and uh, Electra, we'll have to have the bugs crawl on you, but they will not. I will use non-crawling bugs. Uh, how about this? I have moths. Just, uh, you know, cover us in moth dust, and no, 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 we'll look like a couple of rocks. Yeah, I'd like to go with you. Uh, uh, inside to uh, ask. Uh, no, no, you look like uh, some sort of. Uh, I don't even know, like a greaser mixed with a uh, a soche together. That's uh, no. All right, let's land. Okay, this narrator would jump ahead a few seconds to uh, Electra, Omaha, and Carbman covered in moths. Uh, uh, Omaha, how much longer? Uh, th- this moth is starting to tickle my nose, and those people are parked pretty close to us. Okay, I will have a, um, a potato bug block up your nose so you cannot sneeze. Oh, never mind, never mind. Oh, here he comes, here he comes. Have the, get the bugs ready to launch us. What took so long? Uh, uh, it took me a while to ask, but there's definitely a rocky bee. It's, uh. Let's get let's get skyward, all right. Okay, I will launch us. Ready? One, two, three. Oh yeah, that feels good. Those bugs, I love them. I love it. What kind of bugs are these? I don't ask. Me. Are this a confidential bug type of bugs? Because the if the other bugs find out about you know these are bugs of burden. I don't want corporate raiders tapping us and saying, "Oh, I did not know about insects of burden. We will now use them for our capitalist game." So I won't tell you. Okay, but they're bugs. Okay, insects, technically. Okay, um, so it's due west. Uh, you you mean due east? What do you uh, what do you mean what do you mean, Electra? Uh, you were thinking due east, and you said due west. Yeah, no, I meant due east. Due east. Did I say due west? Yeah, you did. What do you got? A bug in your brain? Huh, yeah, just a bug in my brain. Uh. Okay, let's let's head due east, and then what do we do? Okay, you see that uh, up there they said uh, the mountain three are up there on the right. Those are the three peaks. They're the uh, three, uh, uh, they call those uh, the ETs. Is uh, E.T., Elliot, and then uh, what's the girl? What's that the girl? Uh, Veruca or something. I don't remember her name. 
Oh, yeah, Elliot's sister. What was her name? Oh, no. We can't remember. Polly? No. Who's, who, who's this E.T.? Yeah, what's this E.T.? Oh, what was her name? She, uh, she was played by Drew Barrymore. Oh. Um, uh, uh, Lu no, not Lucy. Uh, um, oh, why can't I think of it? Why can't I? Oh, uh, yeah, just, uh, keep, keep trying to think of it. Let's, let's stay here. Let's figure this out. Uh, can we, this is carbon. We need, let's go to this base. Let's just go. I, can, I think I can see the B if we just get close to those mounts. Okay, yeah, but let's figure out which peak, because they said it was like E.T.'s sister's peak is the closest to the B, and we should know the name. Oh, man, she, remember she was eating those, um, those fake M&Ms, yeah, Reese's Pieces. Yeah, Reese's Pieces, was that her name, Reese? No, no, it was, uh, Gertie. So, let's go. Uh, okay, wait, Gertie, how do you spell Gertie? Uh, what, this is Carmen. Why? Oh, let's just go to the base. Why? Oh, uh, I'm glad you got that, Gertie. Uh, one thing that just reminded me of. Uh, can we just go to this base? Oh, one second, please. Uh, when I was in the little alien, um, there was a news segment on, uh, and uh, Ms. Morrow and nine were on the news. Okay, well, that's that was part of our plan. Did, did you hear what they were talking about? Yeah, they were talking about the fact that Flex is missing and that he smoked cigarettes and, uh, and well, the news was talking about him smoking cigarettes. He got caught smoking cigarettes. He did. But then he also vanished. Oh. Okay, well, uh, guys, guys, this is Carmen. There's a... Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, dear. There is fighter jets coming in. There's three, four, five, six, six fighter jets coming in. Oh, oh God. Oh, those are nag jets. Those are F-16s. Okay, everybody stay calm. Uh, Omaha calling the moths. Uh, they're going to have a lock on us, and I need to go find Flex. Uh, no, we need to go. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Okay, I'm going to put some doubt in the mind of the fighters. Emotional doubt. That should just buy us a few seconds. It's not going to buy us much time. They're going to fly right by, by us. They'll have to get a second command. And then, okay, so... Oh no, okay. Uh Omaha. See if you can that the top of the B, that's where we gotta go. See if you can have worms start digging us a hole. Carbon man, I need you. Carbon man, I need you to have your weapons ready. If they fire on us, incinerate any other weapons and melt them. Alright. I'm ready. I'm ready. The worms are digging us a hole down the middle of the B. They've already found the bunker. Lick. Lick. Where's Lick? He's already departed the B. Ice jets, he's flying off you there. Oh, no. Okay, let's just... He's, he must be going after uh, Flex to save his best friend. They're, they're not best friends. Well, to save his friend. All right, let's 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 go. We're going to fly fly the bugs, fly them, fly us into that hole. Carbman, unfortunately, you have to take up the back. If any, I'm going to trust you to incinerate any weapons that attack us. If I have any chance for vengeance, if you should double-cross us, I will. Okay, we're going in the hole. All right, this is the uh, narrator back. They've flown into the hole in the bee. Somehow the worm power or whatever, so earthworms, I guess. So they flew in this hole, the earthworms dug for them, went down to this bunker, probably, I don't even know, I don't know anything about bunkers, but pretty deep, deep enough to be a secret bunker. So probably 
I don't know, under the earth, I'm not even sure how deep 100 feet is or 1,000 feet, but we'll say 500 feet to split the difference. And the earthworms kind of filled in the hole, at least so the fighters lost sight of them. Lick is gone. I don't know where he went. I'm, you know, I'm not a omnis, omnipotent or omnis, one of those narrators that knows everything. So then, boom, they're in this thing. They get to this bunker, and uh, it's like kind of, it's inside this cavern. It's in some, they fly down. It's in some sort of natural cavern that they get to, like opened up by some underground river. It's probably dry. I think it's dried up because people were sucking the water out of there, but they must not know about this bunker. And the bunker's just kind of sitting in the back part of this cavern. And it's got two, it's got a door, which looks to be some like, somewhat like an airlock system. We got Omaha, Nine, and Electra. Well, I'm just going to go knock on the door. Uh, uh, Carpenter, do you know the protocol here? Um, I don't know. I guess knocking. Knocking, is, is there a doorbell? No, I don't see a doorbell. That's it. That's right. You're from the 50s. People, it's weird that people went from knocking, knocking to doorbells back to knocking. I mean, why do people, how some people ring doorbells, I guess. But anyway, uh, I'm just going to knock on the window here. Oh, that door's open. There's maybe some sort of uh, automated door system. See that thing lit up? Yes, uh, this seems to be some sort of uh, automated door system. Uh, Omaha, it's okay. I know you're nervous, but uh, you don't have to repeat what I'm saying. I know you are nervous. Uh, you're not, I'm not nervous. I'm just concerned. Uh, we are down now, 14 members, and we are with carbon men. And I know this isn't the right time to bring this up, Alexa, but it's pretty clear to me that... Uh, you know, the nag showed up after the, we went to that, uh, uh, what is that place called? So someone tipped uh, off nag. Someone either saw a lick or he double-crossed us. Someone see him and they say, oh, that's, no one would recognize him unless, so a nag has, nag knows where we are somehow. I think probably lick sold us out. Well, we don't know that. You're just worrying. I know Carbon Man did not, and Carbon Man's still with us. So that says something about him. Oh, thank, uh, thank you, Oma. Uh, no, I don't. It's still don't make me a hundred percent believe you. So that's it. Uh, okay, we're gonna go in this area. Uh, we're just going to walk into this. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to trust things at this point, Oma. Okay, we're in this airlock. It's I got an echo in here. Airlock, airlock. Okay, door shut. Okay, I cannot get any insects. This is an airtight airlock. Obviously, it's a real airlock because I can't get any. There's still some bugs on me, but not any ones I could use weaponize. A cover, man. Maybe that's uh, probably a good time to take your antidotes, but I don't know if I still trust you, so not yet. But, oh, I hope Flex did not. Oh, I hope, oh, I hope Leek did not have the real antidote. Oh, no, he did not. Don't worry. Okay, the other door is... Okay, let's walk in here. Oh, this is a... This is a very small... I guess that's a bunker and not a base. We live in a base. This, you go right in for the front door. This is must be the living room. Oh, look, they have a TV. That is an old TV tax. Government, this is almost... Better than the technology you had in the 50s, but same thing, CRT, cathode ray tube. 
vacuum tube uses a okay we don't need a, a you know tv history of the television well i'm just saying it's interesting to me that i don't have like you know we never talk about this at the base but i'd like to i still am loyal to plasma television and not to leds i'm i know we have a plasma it's still 1080p no need to replace it with don't trust LED, LCD, whatever. Cover man, you're not going to know what I'm talking Okay, can we just not talk about this right now? I mean, getting some sense of the space or bunker, whatever you want to call it. So this is the living room. This is where people have been passing the time. There's one person that's been here. Okay, let's... Okay, this is the kitchenette in here. And it looks like it's mostly MREs, uh, military, you know... Food, that would be very boring. And uh, it says here, the cleaning, there's a lot of, this is a very military style living. You know, you eat your twice a day, your rations, dispose of the rations in the cabin. That's a bad idea. What if these people here a thousand years, there'd be so much built up. Robert, man, what do you know about this base? I only know that uh, there's someone supposed to be here. It's kind of like a lighthouse for us heroes. And we're supposed to always come here to get information. This guy's the carrier. Or, I don't know, I guess you, now they have women heroes. Uh, could be a woman. Uh, you're women. But, uh, you know, he's a carrier of secrets. Of secrets of the heroes. So, just coming to try to find out. Okay, well, is anyone... Hello? Hello? Is anyone in here? No one's responding. Yeah, this base doesn't look very big. It looks like there's a bathroom here, shower, tub, and then there's a bedroom back here. I'm smelling some body odor, but I don't I don't see anyone. Hello? Hello, is anyone in here? And because of the airlock, there's no bugs, so my power is no good. Well, nine, you're going to have to really dig deep here. I know. There's a, something, something I feel like a... A connection to people have been in here passing the time someone's been on duty here a long time i don't know if they abandoned the base or they left and i sense someone recently but i'm not sure uh how long it's been i can't get i can't get a sense of a body or a person in here hello no one's in here nine was should direct you carbon what do you think um uh, it'd be a, to abandon your post would be uh, maybe the guy's just taking out the, the did he take out the garbage what time are you oh let me look at the schedule that's a good point covered man yes it is a very regimented schedule here he is supposed to take out the garbage uh, at uh, this is in GMT it says uh, 0600 and 0800 GMT does either of you know the GMT time um, I don't even have a watch on. Is there a clock around there? I don't see one. He's probably wearing a Timex type watch, hopefully. Uh, so maybe it's, uh, it's uh, what day is it? Is, is it Tuesday today? Do you remember? I don't know because it was like what day we left. Did we, did we fly all night? I can't remember. I was so distra- No, don't it only take us two and a half hours to get here with the bug powers. Huh, does if bugs fly to, don't worry, you're going to bend your brain around the Cobra man, you know, GMT time. Uh, no, would, would GM what? 
Greenwich Mean Time is like the thing. I don't know what year they came up with it. You know, government, you don't even know the internet, so uh, that's like the time for the internet. It's the internet general, internet time kind of. Okay, let's just do this. Why don't um, I'll go outside and look around, and Omar, no, may Omar, you go outside and look around since you have the antidote, and I'll stay here with Carbon Man, and if Carbon Man does anything, you have the antidote. Oh, it's a good idea, Carbon Man. Good luck with uh, uh, our boss, Electra. Keep your hands off her, and I will go outside and see if this guy's bringing out the uh, MRA trash and trashing this lovely cave that we're in. All right, guys, this is probably, I mean, this isn't a good time to stop. They're trying to find some guy that's running this bunker or something. So, yeah, let's see what happens uh, next week. But that was pretty uh, uh, anticlimactic a bit. They did uh, um, escape that one thing. And it was talking about E.T. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the movie E.T. E.T., the extraterrestrial. As Sawyer's Elliot, one of my neighbors is named Elliot. Always makes me want to say, Elliot. And uh, his sister Gertie, played by Drew Barrymore. Elliot was pay- played by uh, Henry. Oh, man, I'm sorry, bro. Oh, come to me. And E.T. was, uh, uh, I'm not sure if E.T. was played by anyone or E.T. was just some sort of animatronic figure. Probably should put that kind of stuff John, not John Henry. Henry, oh, I almost had it. It's not Henry Thomas, I don't think. Maybe it is Henry Thomas. But yeah, and then they had that bike. You should, if you haven't seen E.T., you should see it. It's uh, heart-wrenching. And oh, I'm a brush with fame alert. Uh, in the scene where E.T., there's some sort of medical treatment. I haven't seen E.T. in a long time. But it's some sort of um, scene where there's some sort of medical treatment. I don't know if it's, I think it's E.T.'s getting medical treatment. One of the female doctors or medical staff, it was at one time when E.T. was made, married to my mom's cousin maybe. I don't know what that would make the relationship to me. I think I had a crush on her during the time she was, you know, famous for being an E.T., uh, so I don't know. That's all I really know. <laughs> Brush with fame. That uh, I I just sort of told you guys my actual Brush with Fame story. How I was cut from an Oscar-winning film. If I haven't, short film. Uh, I'll tell you that sometime. But uh, that's it. I hope you're sleeping. Thank you, sweet listeners, for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Night.